Hello, Chris. Hello, Carsten. How are you, Chris? I'm pretty awesome. Uh, I'm pretty great. I'm on amazing. Chris, do you know that today is already the fifth well, or sixth edition of our awesome little uh, uh, um, pot, web, and whatever cast? That's awesome. Number six. Yeah, I'm not sure. Let, let me check that. Let me check that. Because last, I feel like last week we made a mistake. Because I was last week announcing the fourth edition, and, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty, pretty sure that today is actually the sixth one. Oh, yes. It Number is. six. It you is. know, in German, so, to, to start with a bad joke, in German we say, es ist Episode Nummer sex, und sex ist immer gut. We're not going to translate that, right? Welcome to Open Cloud Staff 6. Hello. And no Chris is with us at the moment. Report, yes. The Cloud Report sponsoring the Open Cloud Staff. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I'm not fast <laughs> enough. Let me switch over to PowerPoint because now you can see. Oh, again, the cloud report, the cloud report, sponsoring openclouds.dev. But there was a problem. Or what? You haven't been visible. Again, try it again. Third time. Oh, the cloud report, the cloud report, sponsoring the openclouds.dev. Yay! Do you know whom we are missing today? <sighs> Friederike. Yes, sir. We miss her again. And do you know why? No. She took the right to be on vacation. Oh, people on vacation are the worst. I words. hate people being on vacation. Ah, yeah, awful. That's a, that's a really, really bad thing. I'm so happy that you are not on vacation. Well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, ah, I'm on vacation, but I'm still very passionate about uh, speaking about important topics like privacy and computers and clouds and awesome stuff. I have two more fingers. Security? Awesome. So, um, but Chris... Um, um, what I'm a little bit uh, uh, um, interested in is what are you looking like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, to illustrate a very, very common flaw uh, with security and privacy because you know what I'm doing actually here is I'm running an incognito tab with my face so awesome. actually no one can recognize me. But the problem is, probably due to all my tattoos and my voice, everybody knows who I am. No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. There is no chance that anyone could be aware of who you are. Um, perhaps, perhaps today, perhaps we should, we should uh, use, uh, um, you know, some alias for you. Okay. 
Uh, How shall I call you today? Uh, um, uh, call me Linus. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Linus. How are you? Hi. Hello, everybody. Um, I like Linus. Nice to have you. It's nice to have you on the show for the first time, and obviously for the last time as well. Oh, yeah, you know what? It's getting really hot, so I'll kind of, you know, take off the mask and stuff, and, oh. you know, ooh, here we go. I know that guy. <sighs> now we can start, right? <laughs> Who are you? Hello, my name is Christopher Branston. Um, I'm a happy, fun, and open guy. I'm single, by the way, so if there's any ladies viewing, wait, you wait, know... Wait, 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 wait. Now you can continue. Well, um, I'm, uh, I, I enjoy good kernels, uh, long walks at the beach. Uh, I'm a dog person. Um, and my favorite ice cream flavor is uh, banana. Linux! Oh my god, Linux. News from the Linux world. News from the Linux world. And I feel like we should start this one. That is uh, uh, something, uh, something, oh, damn it, I need vacation as well. Um, that is something uh, from the Fedora wiki. Um, and you know what they, what they discuss currently? Well, they, they, they're discussing to start using ButterFS um, as common, easy to use and persistent storage, which is a great idea because the rest of the world uh, is already doing it. What is so, what is so awesome about uh, BTRFS, as we professionals call it? BTRFS? Uh, <laughs> no, basically... Uh, As, as I already mentioned, just from my very, very naive view, uh, it's the ease of use and the persistency. It's just uh, the, the, way it's, the way it's made and actually, oh man, I, how, how do I put this in layman's terms? It's so good because you know, it works. Just imagine, just imagine you talk to somebody like me being 43 years of age and having no understanding of technology. So how would you explain why I should use ButterFS over, like, RiserFS, even well, if I won't know what RiserFS is. You know, that's the problem within, because the thing is, as somebody who doesn't want to care about computer and technology and, and, and programming stuff, you shouldn't care about what file system uh, is being used in your operating system. Um, because it should just work. And if you've ever noticed, especially with like little mobile devices, mobile phones, stuff like that, um, what does tend to happen, and I, I don't want to pinpoint this as a, a Linux problem per se, um, but there might be inconsistency with your data. when If you have large amounts of data, if you uh, install, deinstall a lot of apps, if you start pushing stuff to and from your devices, and data, for example, gets lost. That's always a problem generally with the persistency of the file system. And what ButterFS does very, very well is this allocation 
and you'll find everything where you left it the last time uh, you used your PC. So that's the easiest way I could put it. But in which sense is it better than, say, XFS 3 or 4 or 17 or 950? It's universal. It's open. But uh, I really couldn't tell you because I'm not that much of a storage expert that I could actually tell you what, what makes the one or the other good, better, best. So, so, but but we should perhaps start by saying all of them are good. I'm a fat 32 guy. <laughs> ah, then perhaps let's talk about something more substantial to the both of us. Shall we? Yes, please. And I feel like you will like it. Ooh. Open Susan Leap has released version 15.2 with, and I quote, new AI and ML tools, end of quote, push it bingo. Um, no, but, but a new a new version of, of uh, OpenSUSE Leap has been distributed. Um, yes. And uh, looking at, at basically, I mean, again, our small little conversation is always um, a very, you know, private one. Nobody is listening mm -hmm. to us. It's just the two of us. Um, it's yes. just uh, basically two persons um, privately having some discussions, right? Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. So um, we can we can be very open on what we do. Um, but having said that, your employee is closely mm -hmm. related to the open source guys. So perhaps you have some opinion on that. Is it something I, I should use as a as a private person? Is it something? I should uh, uh, basically look into, um, um, I don't know, as part of my development process, uh, what is good about OpenSUSE Leap 15.2? Yeah, you know, like, so, so OpenSUSE itself is an open source project. And so a lot of the press releases you'll find, a lot of the people you talk to, they'll have very, very techy conversations saying like, we do support containers now, we do the AI thing, blah, 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 blah. Uh, in regards to containers, they support... Aside, Theo now, right? Yeah, well, let's put all that aside, you know, because the, the actual essence of at least what my opinion towards Leap 15.2 is, um, it's great. It's easy to use. Put it on a USB stick, stick the USB stick into your computer, tell it to boot from there, wait 20 minutes, and you have a brand new Linux operating system on there. You can go into the internet. You can uh, look at videos. You can stream stuff. You can do your emails. You can... Do actually basically anything you'd want to do with your uh, laptop, with your PC, whatever it is, and that for free. And it's easy. And um, I've, you know, I started using um, OpenSUSE a couple of years ago, and there you really needed to have a lot of knowledge about Linux, about using the terminal, uh, maybe even you know uh, being being able uh, to understand <laughs> Bash. Um, and with that. You could run Linux as an operating system on your PC, but what, what's changed over the last years and where I really think that's one of the main things about the new release of Leap 15.2, it's fair, it's open, it's accessible. Everybody can use it. Um, you need very, very minimal knowledge um, of, of how a PC works, basically how to mount an image to a USB stick, stick that into your laptop and tell it to boot from it. But that's something Google will tell you if you don't know Anyway, but it's just really, really easy to use. 
Now, putting the ease of use and its operating system for everyone to the side, for example, it does, in the meantime, have preloaded kind of standard packages that come with OpenSUSE that, for example, enable it to be an operating system for a server with anything you need onto that. And what they mentioned with this release and in the press release, for example, capabilities um, for container use and for artificial intelligence and machine learning, which at that point is stuff like Rook or at that point is stuff like TensorFlow. And that for me is a highlight. Do you know what TensorFlow is? Am I allowed to ask questions? Yes, please. What is Rook? What is TensorFlow? What is AI? What is machine learning? And why should I even care about that? Oh wow. Oh wow, you know that was kind of that was kind of asking me for the last uh, you wanted, you wanted you wanted to step away from technology a little bit. That was what you told me. So, um, when you so started can I, your Playdoyer for OpenSUSE Leap 15.2 and you moved into the technology kind of thing. So yes. please pardon me. Oh. Um, uh, as a as a technology uh, amateur, which I am. Yes. What is Rook? What is TensorFlow? What is AI? What is ML? And why should I even care about that? So uh, maybe to answer all of those questions for a cloud kind of person like you are, no, you shouldn't care about it. Because if you don't want to care about it, you know, just book an instance at Amazon, Google, uh, Azure. I, it doesn't matter. But then you don't have to care about this stuff. But um, one Am thing to, to answer that? questions. Um, you do use Facebook. We do use the tools that we're using at the moment to stream stuff. Um, and AIML is, is the magic of algorithms, but not stupid algorithms that just do what they're coded to do, but actually algorithms that can take collected data, interpret this data, and actually grow from decision to decision because they're actually doing some learning. Um, the other side is, for example, with containers, containers are little stateless vehicles to transport Fun stuff like, for example, apps that you might be using on your phone and the data you want to see within the app. Um, but yeah, that you know, there's there's technology right out there. But what we're starting to do with stuff like with stuff like TensorFlow is actually we're turning the IT world around. It's not so much about learn about deep code, about binaries, about bits and bytes. And once you've started crunching all those things together, you can do fun stuff like, for example, writing an algorithm, but it's actually turning it around. It's asking you the question, what would you like to do? What would you like to find out? What would you like to learn? And so basically, as also, as mentioned with, you know, just for me privately, it's ease of use why I love operating systems like that. It's the same with tools like that. They make stuff like artificial intelligence and machine learning usable and, and, and Easy, easy peasy. I mean, you have what? Please, it's go not ahead. about you. It's not about anything you said. It was just my family walking in this room, literally like that, trying to avoid any noise. Uh, that was just too funny to see. <laughs> my apologies. Um, and they oh, have problem. so much. They are so lucky that I didn't turn around the camera and showed them to the world because I could have done that. That would show you a human being. So it, it, basically, it would prove that, that I have a girlfriend, right? And uh, I have a family. 
Uh, for the first six months we talked, I figured you might be some kind of artificial intelligence. I am. I, thought I, you am, I am. I am. I am. But take away the term intelligence. <laughs> um, back back to what you said. Um, and now the Google Assistant is starting to talk in the background. Damn it. Um, or perhaps not back to what you said, but back to what you said. Um, leap. Leap. Why should I care as a private person from your perspective? Or should I care as a private person basically being exposed to something like Windows all the time or at best to, to Mac OS like I am? Um, why, should I, why should I care? Should I care or is it basically, yeah, nah, it's more for the geeks? What is your opinion on that? I, I mean, to be it's quite honest. honest, question. That's, no. honest question. That's an honest question. No, it's not for the geeks only anymore. That's, you know, kind of the point I was making. It's there for everybody. Um, and it's easy enough to understand or for people to learn. Um, but yeah, you as a private person, you know, there I will have to put it back to if you're a private person who's interested in operating system based on Linux for your laptop, then yeah, you should care. But otherwise, not so much because we're living in a world where we use Google's Android and Apple's iOS. I and have to say something to that. Last week, last week, you want me an Apple fanboy. Yeah. That's why I chose to buy a new Android phone because I'm not. Just want evangelism that works absolutely and i chose the only major free android free isn't free the only major android make that is doing android without google so still on privacy all my data is happily transferred to china now thank you huawei that's, that's good <laughs> don't know <laughs> Um, I mean, let me no, put it that you way. It, you, uh, can, uh, you can put it any way you want because um, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter if you're using iOS, if you're using Google Android, if you're using some form of, of Google free Android, if that is actually uh, truly possible. possible. Um, but they're actually, yeah, you should care because that's all breaking it down to it is always a Linux kernel. It doesn't matter if it's free PSD, if it's um, yeah, something that Android that made. Is, I don't know how true to the kernel that is built, but that um, is an interesting thing. Many people don't understand. They they rant about Linux, and you know, I I tend to take that uh, position just to give you a jump start on things, right? Uh, to make you come out of the corner and start explaining because you do that awesomely. Um, Coming so, by Microsoft. Did. Oh, that's a nice one. But I feel like you should wear, that's an unintentional pun, you should wear a red hat. That would fit you very well. Just by the uh, color. Yeah. Just by the color. Actually, no pun intended. I, I, I've not thought about it so much, but I would really enjoy wearing a red fedora, just, you know, for stylishness reasons. Really? Um, 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 I feel like I feel like uh, uh, there are way worse uh, uh, things you could choose uh, for your operating system than Fedora, really. 
Um, I, um, I truly believe yeah, that. I also, I also think uh, Fedora is also a very good flavor of Linux that you can use Absolutely. if you do use Linux as operating system. Christopher, can, can you explain to me, perhaps, and we haven't spoken about that before, I mean, the whole kind of conversation we have is not scripted at all, but uh, I don't know if you can tell it, but um, do you know the difference or why I would choose or should choose Fedora over, uh, say, for example, CentOS? Uh, yeah, at that point, you know, you should choose CentOS if you're trying to work with a open free open source distribution in enterprise and you should choose Fedora if you're trying to use Linux on your laptop to do everyday laptopy end user things. So so it's more consumer uh, oriented. Yeah. Yeah, basically. And isn't isn't, I mean, isn't that true for for uh, OpenSUSE as well? Yeah, I mean with OpenSUSE we have uh, Leap which is kind of yeah, you know, operating system for your laptop and we you know, for, for any kind of end user. And then we have the OpenSUSE flavor from developers for developers, which is OpenSUSE Tumbleweed, which is a rolling distribution, which brings kind of the benefit of always having the newest versions, the newest packages, um, just, yeah, basically newest versions of everything that always gets pushed to your machine if you want to. I have one problem with uh, OpenSUSE Leap as well as tumbleweed. Yeah, no, I'm honest to you. I'm honest to you. As an end user, I would be forced to do a lot of things on my own to install all the required applications I need. Um, the app situation, unfortunately, is not that good. Although many people don't know or forgot or haven't even heard about that, that SUSE and uh, uh, its OpenSUSE counterparts, as well as the other company with the red hats, uh, uh, as well as their community, as, as well as their community distributions, are basically amongst the oldest ones on the market, right? Not in, in regards to, to share age of a concrete distribution, but in regards to history. So, so uh, they were basically the ones, uh, you know in the very beginning and then later on came something like uh, Ubuntu uh, and took over pretty much the market in that regard and then Mint and what, what the distributions are called. Um, but the problem uh, for, for, for the SUSE, for the green distributions as well as the red ones is basically the app situation. You have a real app gap. You get everything uh, uh, for uh, your Ubuntu-based uh, distribution or Debian-based distribution on that matter, um, as DAP packages uh, um, and or as SNAP packages, as containers, basically. Um, mm -hmm. And on the SUSE side of things, uh, you still have to, to compile things in worst case um, or look for things, um, um, scroll through endless lists of how would you do that uh, uh, kind of forum postings. Um, and that is really, really annoying. Um, is that why? Uh, uh, don't know if that makes sense. Uh, and again, you can you can you can choose on your side whether I'm as stupid as I might appear to be, or whether I just appear to be stupid. Um, but is that perhaps one of the reasons why uh, support for, for example, for Creo is included to to solve a little bit uh, uh, that app gap to to you know uh, shrink it down a little bit? I mean that's. A very, very 
basic kind of philosophical questions about using Linux and about using open source. Um, it, at that point, it really comes down to, to your idealism. How, how do I stand towards the use of IT? How do I stand towards um, the devices I'm using? The, with that comes the operating systems, the apps that I'm using. Um, and, you know, maybe to take a, a better real-life example, um, at the moment, if I go to town, um, in a lot of the coffee shops that you have, if I want to grab a coffee, um, they'll give me a coffee-to-go mug with a plastic lid and probably some kind of print on the cup. Um, and it's just not very environmentally friendly, but it's there, you know, it's, it, it's just there. I can buy it. I get it. Um and I have a coffee, problem solved. I wanted a coffee, I'm drinking a coffee. If you want to go the sustainable route, um, you'll have to actually look for a shop that either, either do like recycle cups, um, where you pay a deposit and you can bring them back, um, or where they have biodegradable cups, or, or at least cups that are made a little more sustainable, and the coffee is going to be probably 50 cents to a euro more expensive but you're doing something good for the world because you're using at that point sustainable technology, if you want to call that sustainable cup technology. Um, but it's going to give you a very, very good feeling because um, if your idealism tells you I like coffee, but I don't like destroying the climate, then yeah, you'll have to put in a little extra work to actually get the coffee in the cup that you desire because it gives you a good feeling of being sustainable. And it's I the same with get your point, but, but please tell me, um, what that uh, uh, makes out of Ubuntu. So Ubuntu so, is not you know, the same. It, it's the same. You know, the, the question is when it comes to, to my operating system that I use, do I just, you know, is, is it important to me that it just works and I couldn't care less what the technology behind it is? Hey, then, you know, buy an Apple device, buy an Android device. It's just there, it works. But you, you know, you'll never have the chance to actually know the inner workings. And no big, we've already talked about this a million times, big billion dollar corporations are anything but sustainable. Um, but, you know, if you're an idealist in saying, with my computing that I'd like to do, for example, I want to send an email, I want to stream a movie, I do care about the fairness, the sustainability, the openness of it all, then you can choose a Linux operating system. But with that comes that you will have to do some manual work, put in some manual labor, because in a community, there is no million-dollar budget to make things nice and pristine and smooth. It's people doing it out of their free will. I mean, if you're a good UI, UX designer, go ahead. You know, there's a couple of really good, apparently, UI, UX designers working in the Ubuntu community because it's also nice. But even with Ubuntu, um, there will be certain things that you can do with the push of a button on an Apple device where you have to put in some manual kind of workload, manual clicking and, and connecting little things together to get it running. But at that point, it's really, really down to your own idealism of how do I want to use software and how important is the whole sustainability behind my software use, for example. You ever get back to me after we had one of those sessions and tell me you just conquered the whole topic for yourself <laughs> you were talking all the time um you do that ever ever because i will definitely refer to what you just said because you just came out of your corner <laughs> i like that um 
But then again, um, um, you know, I'm sitting on an Apple device at the moment. Yes. Um, I know that you are, for example, using, uh, you are forced to use a Windows device from time to time. Um, yes. And although we feel like they have um, um, strong disadvantages in regard to sustainability, perhaps, uh, 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 perhaps to, to control over what you do, um, we are still forced to some extent to use it either uh, by our companies or perhaps by uh, the sheer fact that we do not want to tinker around with our systems. We just want them to work in that regard. Um, so what makes that uh, uh, for Windows, uh, for, pardon, pardon me, uh, uh, for Linux on a desktop? Um, because frankly, I feel like 99% of all the people do not want to, to uh, look into manuals to install a software. Uh, they do not want to, to I don't know, uh, uh, Query some forums to to understand uh, how to make some kind of driver work or some sort of hardware work later on. Um, isn't that to some extent the death uh, uh, of Linux on the desktop? And speaking of that, why would it anyhow make sense then to develop something like Leap or Fedora um, or be it Ubuntu in that regard, if it's just for freaks and not for, for the masses? Or doesn't it matter at all because um, it's the 1% that matters? What is your, so, what is your take on that? You we'll, know, we'll I, take, you see, you see I'm getting a little bit um, philosophical at the moment. We can, um, we can take another real life example. So um, for example, in order to be able to drive a car in Germany and anywhere else on the planet, you need a driver's license. Because the state says, I'm not going to let you participate in something where there's a lot of people around and where there's interaction going on without you having understood the basics of, for example, how driving works. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you're not willing to take the driver's test, then don't drive a car, call an Uber. <laughs> and basically, it's the Which same situation. Which is not allowed in Berlin, but that's a different story. Okay, or let, call a taxi. Uh, and basically, you know, it's the same with this whole operating system stuff. Actually... Um, if you want to be called an operator, operating an operating system, maybe you should take the time to understand the basics of what you're doing there. And if not, buy an Apple device. It's kind of the Uber of devices. Give me a second. Just, just go ahead. Give me a second. <laughs> Please go ahead. Ooh, yeah. Um, and all I'm saying is it's, it's not for nerds. It's not for freaks. Um, but yeah, Linux is going to in some form, be a technical topic and maybe, hey, you know, Linux could be your entry into learning IT. Can crypto, what, what's it called? Crypto, the, the bottom part is, oh, Crypto-Nomicon. by Neil Stevenson. That sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> I just sounds, call it Crypto-Nomicon. First of all, like a book that you should read. You okay. should read that book. Um, that's the English version. Um, I also have the, 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 the German version. Oh, no habla inglés. No habla inglés, mi amigo. There is a Spanish version available as well. Ah, um, si, si. And they have, they okay. have an operating system in here called Finux. 
Finnux with yeah, an F? With an F in the beginning, for whatever reason, I don't know. Um, and part of what we just discussed, and I, I, I meant that really pretty much like, like literally, uh, figuratively, we are getting into a uh, philosophical kind of territory at the moment. Um, because um, when you explained the concept of a driver's, of a driver's license, and thank you for that, um, um, no, but, but when you explained that, um, you basically said uh, uh, to some extent that um, you, you, you didn't say that specifically, but I, uh, uh, first of all, I second your opinion. Uh, 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 if you want to understand how your computer works, take something like a driver's license, uh, get a little bit low level. Uh, because you can later on always get more towards the high level without any issues. Um, but what I'm pretty much referring to is there is a discussion in here, in that book. That's why I, I uh, just took it out. Um, and that's a discussion between Randy, uh, which is one of, of the main persons there, uh, his uh, uh, soon-to-be girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, um, and some... some uh, um, philosophical uh, kind of uh, uh, professors um, and they basically uh, uh, they have more like that stance of a person not having uh, taken uh, some sort of uh, driving license course um, and they are discussing the internet um, that is basically in the beginning of the 90s around 92 93 or perhaps 96 something around that so the internet was already some sort of a a a real thing, and they discussed it. Uh, uh, they, they used the metaphor of data highway. Um, mm. And Randy, the tech nerd, basically uh, uh, he understood himself to be a hobbit in that regard. Um, and um, he basically uh, just told them to shut up because the metaphor is simply not working because they have no understanding of what is going on. And that starts a very interesting kind of conversation of. Who is basically saying that a metaphor, a metaphor does not make sense and uh, with which reason and uh, why and, uh, um, and so on and so forth. And basically what you said reminded me on that because we, just the two of us, because it's just the two of us. Now nobody is listening, nobody is watching us. It's just the two of us, always. Um, because we value privacy. Uh, but that's a different story. Um, the two of us, we are basically Randy's in that regard. We are basically uh, the ones knowing it, um, um, having learned about it, who uh, got, got deep into it, who understood it, um, and who are basically telling all the world outside that their bubble is not going to work and that their uh, kind of, of metaphor is basically an invalid one. Um, but on the other end, there is that the crowd, basically, the 99% outside, which is just looking at us, or at Randy, for example, with huge eyes, um, and they basically feel like being left behind because we are too technical, we are too advanced, um, we have too much understanding of things they never will understand, and they, and they simply don't accept the concept um, of some sort of an internet driving license, whatever. Um, yeah. And um, um, that's basically, uh, uh, we are basically just, you know, shaping on, or we are basically not, not shaping, we are, we are basically uh, uh, um, 
you know, touching uh, uh, those areas of philosophy uh, where we basically, we as nerds, um, are basically um, um, perhaps even too far ahead. And, and you say, uh, like, um, um, open SUSE Leap 15.2, and you do not call it open SUSE, you just call it Leap 15.2 because you are way more a nerd than I am. Um, and you use the term butter effect. My glasses are thicker than your glasses, man. <laughs> no, don't cry. I couldn't care less because I have the Nike logo. Does it focus? It does. And you don't. Ah! Eat this. True that. True that. Um, and don't forget, it's not about how big something is. It is about the technology. Yes. The technique that you are applying. Can we get a little yeah. bit uh, uh, um, out of that uh, uh, corner of things? Um, no, but, but um, the point that I just tried to make is, um, and I'm, I'm really thinking of that quite, quite honestly, because um, it's not just the, the operating system. It's more like everything around us. We understand ourselves as open source advocates. Yes. Um, we understand ourselves as, as people who are willing to go the extra mile for open source, who are willing to contribute back. Um, and I, for example, had, an, had a conversation with an unnamed, really unnamed uh, uh, person from a company um, that uh, basically open sourced some products. And my impression there was basically mm -hmm. that they even they did not understand the real value of open source because they basically ended up saying like, um, yeah, um, when, when I asked them, why did you open source your product, um, your amazing product, your awesome product? Um, yeah. Basically, the outcome was, uh, uh, yeah, we did that because um, it is then later on able to run on a multitude of systems. And I was like, mm -hmm. what? Um, so basically, that, that, that understanding of a community which is doing the work for me, but that's not about open source, right? Um, it's basically about abusing a community from my yes. perspective. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, so, but we as, as advocates for open source, we feel like we have to contribute back. We feel like uh, uh, we need to go the extra mile and still, even us, we are not using uh, uh, those products uh, day in, day out. I'm using macOS. Because mm -hmm. it's more comfortable. Um, it's perhaps, you know, it's running the one or two kind of programs I want to run because they are not available on the Linux side of things, such as Lightroom or Photoshop, um, um, although you have GIMP, but um, I would wish the GIMP project would acquire some sort of a user interface designer. Um, anyways, um, um, the point that I'm trying to make is, uh, is it perhaps that um, um, our stance of open source is too far off for the masses? Are we too far away from them to reach them? Because when I reach out to my family and say, hmm, why don't you use Linux on your desktop, for example? I would install it to you. You can use a browser. You, you anyhow do all the time just browsing. So where's your problem? Yeah. You could use a secure browser. Uh, uh, you could use, it, it will be updated automatically. Um, 
it, it you know it's uh, uh, there is this, this way less uh, um, surface for attacks because it's never ever going to run uh, with elevated privileges and so on and so forth. You know, the reaction was all the time like, yeah, no, I stick with Windows because Windows. Um, I mean, you know, the, the other part of open source in the community is, um, and I talk about this a lot, is um, being open and part of being open is being inclusive. And part of being inclusive is creating equality. And part of creating equality should be to say, like, not everybody in my community can be a subject matter expert. And by doing my work or doing what maybe I can do best, because in a community there'll be a lot of different jobs, um, I can enable something for, for somebody else. You know, and then... As an idealist, I'd say everybody who uses something I've created with a community also gives back to the community, but that's just not how the world works. And that's just a part of the, the kind of big ethical and moral acceptance you need to have. You know, um, on, on Google, when you use Google Maps, there's probably only about 2% of the worldwide users who write reviews, um, who, you know, do edits, who upload photos. And everybody uses it, but only a very, very small percentile is actually people who contribute. Um, and that's okay. Because yeah, but, but, but perhaps the problem of, is not a contribution. Um, um, problem still is acceptance, from my perspective. The willingness to go the extra mile and the willingness to get out of your golden cage. And I, I miss that a lot. Not with Sousa, not with, with I mean, uh, like, Fedora, but with you know, the general yeah. audience. I mean, for me, what, what I get out of working open and working with open sources, and actually everybody who, who's working creative or who is generally creating something, the more people use it, the more you see that what you're doing actually makes sense and that what you're doing is needed and that it's accepted. And that's a very, very you good feeling. I mean, think, think about, you have children, man. You know, you do a lot of stuff for your children and you're not really getting so much back. They don't, you know, they don't pay you. They uh, don't give you a promotion or anything, but what you get back is love. And is your kid saying like, our dad is the best dad out there. And you know, that's I, exactly the same thing. You're, I'm, on you're your not side. I'm, I'm, I'm on your side in that regard. But, and uh, there's always um, um, a but, and I will make you visible because I hate it if you are not visible. No, not that way. I want to make you visible in a small way. <laughs> no, no. There we go. <laughs> so, um, nice hat, by the way. Again, should be red. Anyways, um, the point is not being uh, about being <laughs> pointed to all the ones just listening to our podcast. Um, Christopher is trying to sabotage me in wearing different hats all the time and in wearing them in different styles. So you could make up your own mind about why he's doing that. I'm a Anyways, weird kid. Um, what, I, what, I, what I just wanted to, to think of and what the point I'm, I'm just trying to, to, to make um, is basically um, 
not about the love we get or might get or the appreciation we might get or, uh, um, you know, not even uh, about um, getting something back at all. Um, but if it's not accepted from the outside world, isn't that a bad and sad thing? And you said just as a joke, aha, if you don't care, why don't you just go and uh, set up uh, something on the Google Cloud or Amazon or uh, uh, Azure um, and, and just do it there because you do not need to care there. Um, the huge problem with that is basically, um, and it is something um, um, that, that basically drives me mad for, for quite a while already, um, isn't it that we are basically uh, creating some sort of community of idiots Uh, that is just able to, um, 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 you know, press a button, uh, 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 use some sort of a front end uh, uh, and set up things without understanding that um, and, and without, uh, you know, understanding the limitations, uh, uh, you know, the problems, uh, the security issues and the likes. Isn't, isn't that uh, uh, basically one of the real problems? Um, that we are facing and which is ultimately, if you just transfer that kind of thinking uh, from the hyperscalers down towards your desktop environment, which is basically affecting like, again, 99% of uh, uh, all the people using a computer, um, you know, it should just work. Uh, please bring me into my uh, golden cage. Uh, uh, decide everything for me because you know better than me. Um, isn't that you know, a real threat uh, uh, and a real issue from your perspective? I really don't think so because it, it's really coming from the, the root and the core of open source experts or not even always experts, just people doing a thing that they like and that gives them a cause, that gives them a reason to do that's, it. That's true. That's true for open source. I'm totally on your side with open source. I'm, I'm speaking about the other part of the world. Um, um, those small 99% of the world that do not care about open source, that do not care about going the extra mile, that do not care about understanding things. Yeah, um, and I, I mean, that for me is the very, very base because if I'm saying I am open, um, I, I am community, I'm all these things and then walk around telling the world, everybody who doesn't believe in the same stuff I do is an idiot. I'd actually be doing the, the anti-open things. So for me, it's okay. And it's okay that a very, very large part is more on the user side and a very, very small part is on the actual technical expert side. It, But it, wouldn't, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be a necessity in that regard that we basically um, try to reach uh, uh, the user side more? Um, um, just to, to ensure that uh, we don't, uh, you know, create the generation of, of uh, digital idiots uh, um, that I see on the horizon already that are basically just able to use their smartphones in regard to yeah, the button, I think there. Um, well, yeah, yeah, we should. But that's, you know, that's so much more general than, than software, than open source, than using technology because... Um, with a lot of things and, and and you know that that's what's kind of changed in the world through connectivity through mobility um through through people just generally having more opportunity as they did 10 and 20 and 30 and 50 and 100 years ago technology is a bit part of that but um generally it will always be up to yourself to inform yourself about what you're about to do 
stuff you're going to use, the food you put inside yourself, uh, a book you're going to read, you know, like um, you can inform yourself or you or you can't. But the the one thing is, if you decide to go down the naive route and say, I don't care about the stuff I'm using and how it's made up and what the background is, then don't complain when stuff goes wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, um, I was, uh, I'm totally on your side. I was just recommending yeah. a book. I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, for me, so, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm too negative. The, the on, interesting on, uh, fact. To, to sum the, it up, uh, I'm a little bit too negative on, on uh, the good things uh, Open Source Leap brings onto the market, not because of the technical excellence in there, but because I am afraid that it's basically just a drop in the ocean. Um, is it perhaps my fault then? No, it's never too late to change. You know, there's this that there's this great inspiring thing I uh, saw on a on a web page, and I've seen it in different forums. Um, I could, for the life of me, not tell you where the actual origin is, but I see it plopping up in the deeps of the internet and open source, and it it it's treat open source as open source treats you, and that for me perfectly sums up why anybody should be using, for example, in this case, stuff like Leap or not why people should care or not, why people should contribute or not. Do you um, use it? Uh, yeah. So I use Leap as a desktop operating system. I've used it for different stuff uh, at work. For example, while our team was building um, the sandbox that we've already talked about here, uh, I was using a Windows machine with WSL on it, using Leap 15.1, connecting via Visual Studio Code to our GitHub project, which then created the whole thing that we built. And it was awesome because I had the freedom of choice, even doing crazy, crazy, really messed up cross-platforming, but it was the best way for me to work. And I learned a load of new stuff because I had no idea how, uh, you know, for example, building stuff worked, how GitHub really worked, how especially GitHub in a kind of visual IDE worked for me. And it was great. I learned so much stuff, but that was primarily not because they paid me to, but because I cared. <laughs> and that's made it, that's what made it fun. I mean, you know? I mean, what many people don't know is uh, the same as with your Android device. Oh, that's a different mm. one, I guess. Uh, uh, the same with your Android device. Um, most of uh, um, the um, stuff that you are using within cloud environments, pretty much regardless of, of be it a hyperscaler or a smaller cloud vendor, is open source based, right? Um, and even if we, to some extent, uh, uh, have a, mm, let me put it that way, some sort of um, different stance towards hyperscalers than other people might have, um, many things this they is run is open source because you are correctly using the alternate word for cloud everybody the whole world calls it cloud 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 everything's in the cloud let's put it into the cloud clouds are cool um, but the the cloud is actually a hyperscaler and with that word comes the actual use of why kind of clouds and cloud-based systems were originally invented 
because it was a problem of scaling. It was a problem of scaling out. It was a problem of scaling up. It was a problem of the cost behind it. It was a problem of, hey, so we made the internet available for millions and billions of people, and now we actually need to hold a resource so everybody can you know, use, consume, spend money, whatever it is, different companies, different crap going on in the internet. But the actual reason for it was a hyperscaler until media came along and said, we'll call it the cloud and we'll say the cloud is awful because everybody's putting it in there and people are making money from that. And that's unfair because we're not the ones making money. And then came others saying like, only with cloud, can we save the world? Like evangelists like me, cloud is important. Cloud is going to make the world great, you know? And it, it was just like this whole topic was smashed, was uh, overused, was buzzworded by the world, but actually breaking it down there. Yeah, we had a need to create massive resource and that's why we have hyperscalers today. <laughs> that is true. Letting them get off make them, this week. Huh? That, is, that is definitely can, true, but, but it does not make them... Uh, um, per se something good because what i see then again um and it turns out in this show i'm going to be more like the warner uh the one warning uh, about things and you are the one that is the enthusiast perhaps we should call it the enthusiast and the beast um <laughs> um no but 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 my stance towards uh, and on uh, uh hyperscalers is a very very nuanced one and uh, you know perhaps different than, than many of us because what i see is basically um or let me start again a little bit with what i said a little bit up front um i fear that we are creating generations of digital idiots at the moment yes um and uh, a huge part of that is basically uh, the tendency to put everything onto hyperscalers cloud environments. Um, the problem with that is basically, uh, you know, you should understand it properly. You understand it properly, but you know, to all the others listening or uh, watching us, um, what is a hyperscaler ultimately? It is just a huge outsourcing company for your infrastructure. You source it out it's a because- bunch of um, connected. Absolutely, it's other people's service. That's basically the definition of cloud. Um, and um, you basically outsource everything from your own data center or from even your own server room, um, where you basically have control over it end to end into an environment where you have, you know, way, way, a way more restricted way of controlling things because you are just allowed to do the things that the owner of the environment allows you to. Um, and that is basically uh, you outsource uh, uh, your whole infrastructure into a huge data center. Mm -hmm. um, again, that's a data center and that's infrastructure that other people own. Um, you have to play by their rules. Um, and what that basically uh, uh, ends up doing is uh, you do not just outsource your knowledge, uh, pardon me, you do not just outsource your uh, infrastructure. I ruined basically uh, what I wanted to say. Um, you outsource your knowledge as well because um, they give you uh, uh, um, easy to use tools or the tools that look like being easy to use, those awesome kind of dashboards and so on and so forth. 
um, where you just click around and uh, basically uh, uh, set up your ecosystems without actually knowing what is going on. Uh, because all the complexities are then taken away from you, which then again leads me to the direction of uh, what we had with Linux a little bit upfront. Um, and you just basically uh, um, use their ecosystem, their tools to to outsource your IT. So far, so good. But again, the problem is you do outsource your knowledge. Um, you do outsource your understanding of the complexities. Um, you do outsource your understanding of how those layers interact with each other. Uh, you end up being uh, uh, some sort of a digital idiot. I cannot paraphrase it differently. Um, if yeah. you do not work against it, if you do not intend to go the extra mile, if you do not, um, and then basically uh, uh, that's where the circle closes, um, if you do not uh, uh, look and understand into what is going on, um, and one of the worst, no, wrong, you know, forget about worst, uh, one of the biggest uh, uh, hyperscalers is Microsoft with Azure. Uh, and then if you work with, for example, Windows, which is quite obvious, uh, you end up being in a Microsoft-controlled kind of ecosystem. And you sit yes. there as, your, as, as a digital monkey that you end up being uh, and say, yeah, they're awesome. I have something on Azure. I don't know how it works, but it's serverless. Awesome. Um, and the problem is that you end up being trapped into an ecosystem you end up being trapped with one provider, one vendor, um, that is basically able to control you end-to-end. -end, and that's what they do. Um, that's what they try to do. They bring more and more features into uh, uh, their Azure cloud. Um, I, yes. I had a conversation uh, with, with a friend of mine uh, who is running uh, uh, you know, some, some small of small consultancy. Um, and he was uh, uh, basically asked by a customer of his um, to... Um, 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 to, to provide him with a quote of uh, an exchange server. Uh, uh, and it ended up uh, for the customer uh, being like, I don't know, 20K euro in licenses, uh, pretty much so much that, uh, uh, you know, the, the distributor <laughs> basically told them, you know what, just add up one or two grand on top of it uh, and we'll provide you with all the hardware. Um, and on the Microsoft cloud, uh, uh, basically you get that, you know, thrown away at you for some hundred bucks per month, uh, even if you have your whole organization converted there. Um, so what they do is they suck you into their ecosystem. They try to keep you in there um, and they try to make you digital widgets uh, and digital well, coming, coming from, you know, corporate responsibility that we were talking about and maybe breaking it down, not from the handful of, of billion dollar companies kind of, regulating the market but coming from the many many tons wait, wait, of but that is that is again that is again a problem a handful of million billion dollar companies regulating the market um that kind of regulating the market because that's what they do they basically end up sharing the market between themselves there's no real competition anymore just my but the, the, the thing is you know if i'm if i'm a small medium sized enterprise i um, should look into linux i should look into how things work. I should set up my own kind of stack. I'm, I'm, I'm I just going to system if I want to. I'm, I'm going to put this out there very, very as neutrally as I can. But um, if I'm a small and medium-sized company and I deal with customers and I deal with customer data, and some of it really maybe being very, very private data that shouldn't be leaked. 
Um, I'm figuring, you know, the maximum budget I'll be able to spend on my IT guy if I have my own guy and I had to buy all the licenses and subscript or subscription servers is I might be able to spend 60, 80, maybe 100K if I'm, I'm doing well on buying an IT professional. A company like Microsoft, if they want, they'll be able to spend like 1.5 million on the best IT guy on the planet because since they're such a large-ass corporation, yeah, they have to take security and they have to take functionality really, really serious. And shouldn't it be my responsibility as uh, some person doing business to always choose the best and always choose the most secure option to kind of uh, defend the rights and the privacy or, or whatever it is of my customers because another real life example coming here if i cut myself into my hand i can look at my hand and say like oh okay you know it, i only bruised myself a little bit i'll put i'll put a bandage on it and and it's okay but if i can see the bone through my hand because i cut so far down i can okay. you know no, no, google i can go i can go on google and find videos and information on how to stitch my own hand, but I won't do that. I'll go to a hospital and I'll go to a very highly paid professional and say, look, I fucked this up. And although in the meantime, healthcare is a private multi-billion dollar business, or it is part of the state, I'll say like, look at this, I fucked up, please help me because you're the guy who can help me. I'm not even qualified to do so. And isn't that my responsibility, for example, in this case for my health to say, I'll choose the best option, even if I sometimes don't like it, because I have to go out and I'm bleeding and, you know, the hospital is far away. Um, but isn't it my responsibility to say I choose the best option to keep my system running, to fulfill my goals? But to if, if the crew that they are giving you uh, is basically uh, uh, making you their slave ultimately, yeah. and if if what they what they uh, prescribe you. Um, is basically um, um, killing your brain over time. That won't be the better solution, right? Um, so the point that I'm trying to make, and totally get your point, uh, uh, the point that I'm trying to make is I should have enough knowledge and I should create the knowledge of how to uh, uh, treat some wounds at least um, before I get injured. Um, Obviously, there will be cases and use cases and scenarios where I need to go to the hospital. Um, absolutely on your side. Um, and there would be there would be cases and scenarios where, where I would need to call uh, the emergency ambulance. Um, but frankly, to me, it's pretty much the same with, with, with medicine. I see people around me taking all kind of medicines. Uh, uh, like, uh, You're tired? Uh, oh, I have Pop a, a pill. headache. I You're take hyperactive. A pill. Um, Pop a pill. Your head hurts. Pop a pill. Exactly. And now you take a pill uh, uh, for all the side effects to go away. Um, so the problem is uh, uh, you could do that. Um, on the other hand, it would perhaps be very advisable uh, uh, to, to have enough knowledge on your own um, to build up that kind of knowledge, to learn that knowledge that you can at least do 99% or judge about 99% of those things going on. There will always be edge cases. So um, just to have said it, you know, there is one option which is free, which is open, and which is sustainable. But you it can require you to your hand to where you have the wound, but it's yucky. And that's kind of how the world is. You know, sometimes the open and the free and, and the sustainable solution might be a little, 
harder to use than the commercial offer, but you know, yeah, coming in all the point is, the point is uh, but, but but basically the point is, uh, um, um, you should not start looking into those things and perhaps making a decision um, when it is basically, you know, you know, when your roof is already burning. Uh, you should do yes. that upfront. It's very valid to understand yourself as as uh, uh, you know consuming. Uh, um, shut up. Um, it's not you. It's uh, in that regard. It's just Alexa. Um, it's it's always um, um, a a uh, uh, wait. Alexa, stop. Thank you. Um, Alexa. No, Suche <laughs> no what, I, what I wanted to say is basically um, your responsibility um, um, and it's basically why you would choose open source, why you would look into those things. Um, your responsibility as, as a company working with open source, as a company um, um, providing things to your customers, right, is not just to go, you know, the cheap route. Um, your responsibility, and it is your responsibility, is to look into the ecosystem, understand the ecosystem, make a decision based on on facts, on things you learned, and not based on on uh, advertisement around you, and, and not based on zeitgeist, um, and mm-hmm. understand why you are choosing things. Because I do not. Don't get me wrong. I do not uh, say don't go into Azure. Uh, uh, it's an awesome, it's an awesome environment. Uh, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of, of thought put into that. But what I say is, go in there, set up your own stack because that is what uh, Christopher uh, told you up front when he said, yeah, you could just you know you know leverage your virtual machine there with with some Linux because there's no risk on that. Uh, uh, just set up your own stack, understand it. And then run it on that ecosystem, but don't make yourself a slave of that ecosystem, right? Um, yes. But again, 99% of people will tell you, oh, it's so much work. I need to learn so many things. I was learning in school and in university and in college. I do not want to learn ever again. They have nice, nifty little pictures and the architectural diagrams are looking great, so I can put them into PowerPoint and make my presentation, and that's why I choose Azure. I mean, you know, that's that's kind of, yeah, it's sad. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, you know, my head hurts when I need to think. Um, the one thing I do want to put in there also is, you know, just um, coming from, you know, why why should we be learning? Why 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 should I why should I give a crap about what I know or what I don't know? And there's one cool thing that uh, a guy called Oren Harari said, um, and it's about innovation and it's about how stuff and how ideas get to be the revolutions they sometimes are. And Oren Harari said. The invention of the light bulb did not come from continuous improvement of the candle. <laughs> and you could have That's been nice more thing. correct. That is a nice thing. And, you yeah. know, just I, I come from, from a very German and with that very conformist household where I was told basically because somebody's older than you, because somebody's been here longer than you, he knows everything better. But that kind of was the kickoff for me and my pioneering spirit saying like, no, you know, yeah, it was 
what what you know better might have been fitting for the time that you grew up in and for the situations you faced. But I'm a whole different generation. I'm a whole different kind of person, and I cannot rely and I cannot feed myself on everything that's just been pushed into my brain because it's always been so. But actually going out there and challenging the standard and saying like, I want to do something different. I want to, you know, I want to create my world with my view, with my opinion that gives me a sense of living. And that's so beautiful because that ties into everything we've said within the last, I don't know how long we've been online again. <laughs> and with what we said last time, then again, with yes. privacy and security and so on and so forth. Um, We've been online for one hour and 10 minutes so far. Ah, uh, no, I'm wrong. One hour and eight minutes and 30 seconds. And now it's 33 seconds. Let's do this for the next half an hour. <laughs> and now it is one hour, eight minutes and 43 seconds. But, you know, I, I, what I really what I would really like to say here, because I've just realized this while while kind of we were playing this, you know, one guy, this back and forth game, you know, one good guy, one bad guy, whatever it is. Um, but what I would find wildly, wildly important, more than creating more rules and creating a right and wrong and, and you know, trying to trying to at this point we're on social media influencing people um, is actually to tell the people take back your own right to be a different person take back your own right to make founded decisions and take back your own right to lead a wholesome and and completed life and that's a read decision this you make book your very really, self really read this book this book when i read it the first time um cryptonomicon by neil stevenson uh, when i read that book the first time like five, six, seven years ago. Um, I immediately threw out an old laptop and installed Linux there again, because I was basically a, a, avoiding that kind of ecosystem for 10 years. Um, yes. I just took it out because that book, by the way, it explains a lot of encryption methods and so on. It's an awesome book for nerds and for people that want to learn about how technology uh, is basically working. Um, and uh, uh, one major kind of, of uh, thing that is happening there is uh, Randy working with Linux, and Finux, pardon me, uh, with Finux. Um, and um, um, it's basically explaining um, um, that uh, Finux is the only operating system where you could uh, basically use uh, the X desktop to, to confuse uh, uh, surveillance systems. Um, and it explains basically uh, how you could grab pictures from other people's computers without hacking in there just by freaking things. Fun um, uh, um, egg freaking, for example. Um, and how you would and why you would uh, want to set up security on your system and why you want to have something like privacy and how easy or not easy that is with Finux. Um, and it is an awesome thing. It's, it's basically... Um, it shows you why you want to to get into that open source world then again. Um, that the both of us, um, um, Chris and Carsten, are that much embracing. Um, yes, it is a very, very, uh, 
you know, it's it's just it's a steep learning curve, um, and it is. Uh, uh, I don't know. There are things that might not work out well, um, and you might fail. You may might fail desperately, um, but nonetheless, um, that gives you knowledge. You learn from that. You adopt. Uh, you you basically make up your own mind. You create your own world, um, and it makes uh. you independent. It makes you independent of the likes of Google, Microsoft, Apple, and so on and so forth. And if you choose to choose their uh, if you if you happen to choose their ecosystem um then it is a it is a a decision that you make and it's not something somebody else makes for you um and if you choose their ecosystems you know about the limitations and you have made up your own mind about why you would choose it and uh, which kind of of um, um um you know which kind of poison you want to take um and why you would want to take that? Because frankly, I am not uh, ready for for working uh, uh, on OpenSUSE Leap 15.2 all the time. I simply cannot do that. I, or perhaps I could do that, but I don't want to do that. Um, but I know why I wanted to do that and when I wanted to do that. Um, and I know that that is always around. Uh, you know, pretty much regardless of your Linux distribution. Uh, and regardless of whether it is uh, ButterFS or ZFS or RiserFS or uh, NTFS, uh, no, 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 not NTFS. Um, you know, um, pretty much regardless of that, because I know about the values of open source privacy and uh, I made my own deliberate decisions. Um, and that is basically what sets me apart from the digital idiots, from those monkeys. And that's why I uh, I basically uh, uh, evangelize against just going into Azure and doing and big things. Give me a common, common. You just screwed up the whole show. <laughs> I'm so no, sorry. I heard you. No, 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 I just, I just, I just wanted to say stuff, that. So. I just wanted to say that. Uh, um, I wanted to say that all the time already, so I just waited for a moment. Um, um, and nonetheless, you did it in a very sympathetic way. Um, damn it. Uh, we always end up evangelizing. That is, is it for me or is it for... It's so crappy and I'm on vacation, you know. I, wa I wanted to show the world the pure and unfiltered Chris today because I have been holding back due to the professional background of our production here. And I have not managed because I have been doing what I do as a job. Oh, that you know, sucks. I have a job that I do out of idealism and belief and because it gives me a reason. It sucks that I can't chill when I'm in my free time. <laughs> Can I get a comment? No, you cannot. Aww. I'd be a, no. how, how would you? No. Oh, the cloud report, the cloud report, sponsoring opencloud.dev. And now together, the cloud report, the cloud report, sponsoring the opencloud.dev. You won't ever get me to sing. <laughs> maybe, maybe if we do get Friederike on a call at some point, she'll sing a duet with me. <laughs>
I'm pretty sure that Frederica will be at the show, on the show, um, perhaps not today, uh, because vacation, uh, and she takes that seriously. Um, other than you. Um, and, uh, uh, but she will be back from vacation, I'm pretty sure. Um, and yeah, I feel like when she is on vacation, or when she's back from vacation, she should sing a song review once we see that logo. Ooh, the cloud report, the cloud report, sponsoring <laughs> OpenCloud.dev. See how it's triggering me. Oh my God. It's awesome. It's 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 awesome. I, I try to I try to avoid it, but you know it's it's you know something like a drug. Uh, uh, you cannot avoid it. It's uh, and such and that is the way that we basically uh, uh, you know interact with each other as well. Well, you know, it's, what, like, what it's, really, like, it's like a traffic it, accident. Uh, uh, you cannot look away. What you know, what what I really enjoyed today, and maybe you know, uh, if people do view this and view this until the end. Um, you know, do do <laughs> do give us feedback and do write comments um, because you know we only had two pieces of news today, but we discussed about a whole world of things, um, as we did last week, actually. And I, I think you know that's pretty awesome and great because you also kept asking the question. You know, if I'm not a tech guy, if I'm if I'm not a developer, if I'm not working in the field of IT, you know, what does this all mean to me? And I. Hardly ever, you know, I'm asked very, very often, what does this mean to my budget and how many millions am I going to make and why should I invest in stuff that you're telling me about? But nobody ever asks me, why should I care? Why should I as a human care? And you did today very, very often. And I haven't seen this in any of the other web formats. So I think we should continue doing that. But, you know, I want to give the people what they want. So uh, please tell us what you want. We'll do anything but uh, nakedness. Oh, what a relief. What a relief. Well, you know what? Let's end it on those words. Let's, it's, it's, let, uh, let's it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it cannot get any better. Thank you, we Internet. You won't do nakedness. Being part of this, I am going to go back into my vacation and use the Internet what it was made for, streaming movies and looking at naked ladies. <laughs> and I won't cut that out. I will leave it in there. Um, and I will blackmail you with that. Why? It's on the internet. You can't blackmail me because everybody can see it. Then I'll blackmail it. Uh, then I'll blackmail you with, with the threat of cutting it out. Censorship, yeah. You know, that's why you're using your Huawei phone now. Censorship is your <laughs> I do. I do. Learn from the best. Learn from the best. Enjoy your week. Chris, enjoy your vacation. Um, and thank you for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to next okay, week. Next week, sir. See you then. Bye. The Cloud Report. The Cloud Report. Sponsoring.